Welcome back again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we appreciate everybody who's been showing us love. Shout out to all the people out there. But yeah, we're back with another episode of Cut Talk Radio. And today we got a brand new guest, uh, somebody from Dago, down south. Uh, an artist, a well-educated person. Gabriel, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, man. Uh, my name is Gabriel Jacob Luan saying they call me Mr. Master because I told them to. <laughs> I am an artist. I rap. I produce. I sing. Yeah, and I'm based in San Diego. Right, right. Yeah. So out of Dago, you know, um, West Side represent for show. But right. uh, so I want to get into it. You know, so you mentioned you got the artistic side, but uh, can you give us a little bit about yourself? You know, where you, you mentioned coming from San Diego, were you born and raised? Yes, actually. Born and raised in National City, California, about five minutes from the border. Um, yeah. And I started writing raps in middle school in about eighth grade. Um, just did it in class for an assignment, just kind of mm. for fun. And the day I wrote the first rap that I ever wrote, my teacher shows me to perform it in front of the class oh. right after I wrote it. So there's something to say about how performance and writing and music, like that's been linked for me since the very beginning, you know? It's not just like the music making process, like recording a song, it's like performing it, it's like linked from the literal very beginning for me. Mm. And since that time in middle school, I just kept it up, just had more and more opportunities in that class specifically, it was a Filipino class more opportunities to write stuff real quick perform real quick just like bless you excuse me yeah <laughs> um you're good like um yeah and that turned into just starting my youtube channel which if you go to my youtube channel it's the same youtube channel i've had for like what like 11 12 years like and privatized i still have a bunch of videos from high school where i'm on campus and i would get friends of mine to like hey can you hold the camera real quick and record me while i do this rap and i was all throughout high school graduated in 2014 went to northridge for a bit so i stayed in the valley i went wow. to cal state northridge for four years hey me too uh, very Shout long story northridge. there oh did you really did you go to cal state northridge yeah but i dropped out but yeah i went to, I went oh, to northridge no, yeah. well yeah <laughs> Shoot, okay i didn't know that um yes like exactly so yeah, literally, like I went to I went there for four years and like very long story, but I didn't graduate either. Um, I did get involved with uh, a club there, hip hop culture club, which was a club with a bunch of rappers and producers and stuff, and we would throw open mics on campus, and it was very formative in terms of like I actually had mm. a crew kind of then after being just the only rapper in the entire school that I yeah. knew. obviously started like, networking school in high school exactly yeah, yeah like after being in a space where there was no opportunity for that at all uh -huh. like being a rapper at all and especially not being the kind of rapper i am because i don't kind of come off as like a rapper because i have this other perspective which i'm sure we'll get to like more intellectual type something yeah. so i connected with people there and really came into my own 
while I was in Northridge in 2017, I started the <clears throat> Ultra Project, which is <clears throat> something we might get into as well. This ongoing project that I started in 2017 and have just kept going with since then, where I've put out 15 songs on my 21st birthday, August 1st, 2017, put out 15 songs in this experimental intellectual cartoony type of hip-hop style that i felt nobody was doing mm -hmm. like my own unique type situation dare i say genre put 15 songs out in 2017 next year put out 15 more songs onto that same project so when i put it out it wasn't like here's a 15 song album i was like here's the first 15 songs that i'm gonna keep going into the future i had that vision from yeah. early <clears throat> and so it's like an evolving album idea kind of like the project yes. is it's a story that's unfolding in some sense yes and i had the idea for that since uh -huh. 2017 so and it's why i say project and not album but to understand it a little simpler it's basically an album that i put out in 20, 2017 and just kept adding songs to after uh -huh. for years and years up to now where it sits at 133 songs it's pretty creative right now <clears throat> thank you it's just yeah. over six hours of material um and that's just something that's carried over since my time in northridge um yeah moved back home to san diego in 2018 went to community college graduated from there didn't get my ceremony because that was covid um quarantine Inside Baseball, which is a song that I've discussed elsewhere, that happened in quarantine. 18-minute rap song, which is like the centerpiece of Ultra, I feel. 18-minute freestyle, 320 bars. The result of quarantine, Damn. basically. And yeah, so... Um, and then quarantine kind of ended. And during that time in quarantine, I transitioned from community college, Southwestern College, to San Diego State University quarantine ends i'm at san diego state university and i feather like branch we could go off into uh -huh. that has been on my mind a lot lately where the specific music making process it's very intellectual and very conceptual and very music based it was mm -hmm. that way for a very long time and very insular as well You're talking about like, like the history of music Oh, just my own like music. Oh, your own. Like your when own. I started, yeah. So for my own stuff, it was very much focused on my own identity and thinking about things in a very cerebral, complex, interconnected kind of way within the context of music alone. Once I got to SDSU, mm -hmm. it felt like the chance for me to take that thinking process that I applied only to the music and apply it to real life. That's a whole like branch we could go down because this past year, this past academic year, since like this past fall, I kind of built up a reputation of being a kind of person who was everywhere and did everything and knew everyone, which I'm pretty proud of. And I kind of sourced that back to the music. So that's another thing that is as much the project as the music itself and so uh, th that year ended i graduated just a few weeks ago earlier this month and now i'm at a transition point where after a long time of not knowing what i wanted to do 
I built up this big network at the university, know a lot of students, a lot of staff. I was like, why not just stick around? And the vision now is to get hired full-time at the university and stay there long-term, long, long, long-term into the future. I'm applying now, not really hearing anything back just yet, Right. but that's the point where I'm at right now, where it's kind uh-huh. of like a, a real transition point and a point where I could definitely reflect. And that's why I'm very grateful for this opportunity. So to speak with you and kind of converse about that. So generally, just to set a bit of a stage, it's like there's a lot to say about the music, just the music at the level of like the beats and the lyrics. And then there's a whole lot to say as well about how it translates to my real life. And as we continue to talk about things, there's going to be a lot of overlap. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell, basically. Very large, but finite nutshell. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it was... um... (laughs) I was pretty brief, not bad, not bad. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, for a rapper, you didn't actually go that long. I was surprised. I was surprised. You know, sometimes the artists tend to be the ones that are a little bit more like dramatic with their reiteration of life. But you actually were kind of objective with it. No, but I see. You know, the process that you talk about is interesting, and I think you know what you're describing is the universal principles of well, yeah, there's patterns that exist within everything which is like things tend to certain follow certain patterns for sure and you know music being the expression of the ideas of these patterns is well then you know what the principle of what the expression is is the expression itself in some ways but you know like picasso said what art is is art is uh, a lie to tell the truth you know it's like when you when you make a beat obviously the beat is not representative of reality in any way but it, it conveys is the emotion of of what you're trying you know and, and what i find interesting about your style is and what i appreciate is that you're like you're you're embodying something which is like unique but it's also i think a, an important role which is like you know back in the this reminds me of like the greeks you know back in the days it was like the teachers and the, and the and the professors that were also the artists you know it was like socrates was the philosopher but he was also the teacher and and that's that's something that people think about but they don't really uh really analyze too deeply you know that would be like if exactly what you're doing that would be like if kendrick lamar was like a professor at harvard or if like every rapper was a professor at harvard like if the cultural icons were also aligned with the 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 uh the what you could call the influencers of culture you know that's that was the pattern of ancient greece that's why you got a lot of the like real cool art and stuff like paintings and the poems and the stuff that people think is the deepest comes from that period because of the place that that art played in society and i think right now what what i what i hear a lot is and what i want to ask about is actually the beginnings but just to get this idea off my head right now because what i'm hearing is like you have as much of a passion to educate about what art is as much as you have the passion to express it yourself which is important right it's like you you do want somebody who's going to teach art to be an artist themselves because well it's it would make sense that the artist would be the most able to express to another artist what they might be potentially feeling or at least create a comfortable environment understanding what the mindset of somebody because it's like most people are i don't i don't want to generalize here but i would say in the current society it's like there's a hesitance to be artistic to express yourself in a poetic way because people fear judgment like oh they might say i'm weird or they might say that they might you know but people lack the awareness that there's actually the fact that that idea exists in you and all is an indication of of human nature it's not really an indication of you particularly it's it's you as a human 
which means that it's also existing within all humans simultaneously. So getting those ideas out is actually going to bring the community together rather than what we perceive to be alienation. It's like what you actually find that is like in music today, it's like even though the music substance sometimes isn't the most positive thing, the environment that it creates is a positive environment, even though people might argue it's like, well, yeah, unfortunately, people are rapping about some pretty violent things, but the the community that's built around the violence, it's like it's twisted. And of course, we want things to be better, but it is an indication of society in some way. So it's like, you know, it is the community. So it's like you got to recognize that, you know, which I think is like what kind of what you're hinting at there and what we could get into. <clears throat> but OK, going back to you, you know, you mentioned and again, you sh you're kind of like showing this awareness, which is what. I think people know what happened to them in their life, but maybe they don't think about how it affects them too much. So what I want to ask you being an artist, as you mentioned, you know, in your young age, being exposed to an opportunity to express yourself artistically, you know, at that young age, do you ever sit back and think about how that may have encouraged you to become artistic later? Because, you know, not everybody gets that opportunity at a young age to be in a drama class or art class or like, you know, have the rap competition. How important do you think having a platform uh, uh environment to express yourself was okay first there's so much i could say just in the lead up to that question maybe we can touch on it later i mean i guess just to answer that question there's so much to say about everything that you just said oh my god like so much resonated with me um so i guess just to that question though mm -hmm. um hmm. i remember i didn't even notice and maybe that's the the point that I didn't even notice. Because when I got to Northridge, I was telling that story of how I started making music to someone in an acting class. It was a Filipino class, by the way, in middle school. It was like a Filipino language class mm -hmm. where we, every day we had this notebook and we would write things in it, like in Tagalog, in the language. And we would go up and present what we wrote so we could practice speaking the language as well friday was just a free day where you could write whatever you want and one day i just decided to write a rap because i didn't know it's what to like do an that open day. mic situation so, huh? a little bit actually yeah it's just yeah it really was and other people would present like other things that they wrote on friday yeah. it was like every friday that was kind of like a little like open mic day ish um but like i didn't even realize it was something like that until somebody just i was telling that story and they were like wow that's really cool that you had that opportunity to practice every week and it wasn't even in an art class so i feel like i lucked out in that that professor um, that teacher um shout out miss bautista who chose shout me out. that day because i didn't want to uh mm. present it i mean i just wrote something because i didn't know what else to write in that time and she just happened to choose me. I remember a friend of mine, my closest friend, who was in, I don't know if she was in that class with me, but like a friend since middle school, who's a teacher now, she was like, that teacher, she might've like sensed that you had something, you know? So it like, part of me is like, it was just random. And then maybe it was just also the attentiveness of that teacher to be like, maybe there's something to this kid. Either way, I'm very grateful for that opportunity, and I don't know if that's what I, I was going to say. Yeah, was, I was going to say like, like yeah, she definitely saw resonated. Like that's that's interesting because it's like, I mean, just 
you know, my bad to interrupt, but I mean, like right there, that's exactly what I was like. I think there is an there is that moment in a lot of people's life. I think when they get chosen and and they and it's like you have to rationalize that as either one of two things. Again, it's like either you were just lucky, or what you said, which is more likely because it was artistic, resonated with even the adult at the time. You know, it's like it's like uh. So maybe that was an indication that you were, you, somebody could have predicted at that moment that you would become artistic because you were already showing, you know, the the, the kind of like the ability to understand your reality through a different lens, you know, my bad. But yeah, so so you, so these people were, so when you came to that realization, was it like an aha moment or was it like, like what did you feel exactly from that moment the more that you thought about it? Like, was that a confidence building experience? And so this is, you know, I feel like I'm already having a bit of an aha moment now because I don't have much of a chance to actually sit down and reflect on these things, which is why I'm so grateful for opportunities like this, because I'm just making stuff like how you get to 133 songs in six years is by just constantly making stuff and not stopping to think about it. So just I've been on my feet making stuff for like years and years and years, and it's only times like this where I get to really think about it. So I'm realizing things right now. Um, but I guess like the point that I was gonna try to make was that it didn't it's hmm it's like that was it david foster wallace who was like the the fish in the water and it's like oh judging them based like, off of how they trying to are you talking about judging like a fish based off of its ability to climb a tree or something like that or no like some other thing where it's like it's some joke maybe i'm not telling it right but it's just like if you ask a fish about water, it's like, what's water? It's just they're in water all the time. Right. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, I overcame this shyness or something. It's just like, because it happened so early on, right. none of it was ever, I had nothing else to compare it to. It's like, mm. for me, just going with some friends to some place in high school, like going with my girlfriend at the time outside the Denny's while a bunch of our friends were going to eat dinner i was like let me step out record a rap video i still have that video and like that's just regular to me i don't know it's like that's just a thing you do you go and like join a sport you go and act in a play it's like my thing was just i'm just gonna go and rap because i was lucky enough to have had the opportunity given to me by that teacher to showcase that and it's like oh i guess this is a thing you can do and even before that opportunity it was discovering music like that of MC Frontalot, who is the originator of the term nerdcore. And honestly, people like um, MC Paul Barman, Aesop Rock, people that I discovered pretty early on. Like that was my introduction to rap music, right? Mm. It's like, especially like nerdcore stuff, people like Whitey Cracker and MC Lars and MC Chris and like huge litany of um, artists that I could point to of being like, oh, they're nerds and they're rapping i'm a bit nerdy i like school and i'm kind of awkward at stuff i guess i can just rap too then so and it's just been this like cascading thing of mm -hmm. just being weirder and weirder and not like like there's being weird in an intentionally countercultural sense and then there's just like not even realizing there's a culture to begin with mm -hmm. so i guess i might be going off the rails here let me see if i can like re bring it back to something you said earlier with um 
being kind of hmm like in lead up to that question let me see there's so much here let me see if i can like connect it yeah um because the aha moment i'm having now is that really it was that teacher who me that chance and she said it was okay maybe she didn't know exactly right. what she was getting into but like it was that person who said hey who gave me that chance who like took that chance on me and it just really just carried over to now and i feel like with that chance like the giving of that baton i've just taken it mm -hmm. and gone further and further with it and trying to like hand that baton to as many people as possible of being giving people permission to be this out there because i'm at a point in my life now where that snowball is just enormous and it's like i'm not being weird because lol i'm so random everyone look at me i'm so weird mm. it's like there's being weird and then there's just sitting on a pile of music that no nobody's ever like ever made before and it's like i feel like if you create a space where because yeah it's like difficult to be artistic because it's the questions rise up of like what are people going to think of me what's what am i going to do because well, you don't know like sit yeah i think i right, i think right there like the the percent that's that's an opinion that i think artists do come to sometimes it's like like that's the idea behind writer's block is is i'm being blocked by the fact that i can't create a, a adequate enough idea seemingly but what you see what what i think you've created is or what you realize is the counter to that idea which is just get all the ideas out anyways because what yeah. what um you know perfectionism as i think it was bertrand russell who said this i don't remember but perfectionism is the killer of progress because if you get stuck on one idea let's say you're not going to get to the next 20 ideas that you have and and thinking that the one idea is going to be perfect is, is a, a misconception in itself because if the idea is incomplete it's like think about it if you finish an idea in one song then it wouldn't have been a good idea anyways because if it's so simple that you can only express it in one song uh the idea is going to come back in many different ways in other words and that's how people uh that's the perspective that allows you to be creative is understanding that not all your ideas are perfect number one because they can't be because as soon as you create something all you're going to see is the flaws in it anyway so it's like think about what it means to create something perfect first of all it's unattainable because you don't know what perfection is and the moment that you meet your standard of perfection your standard of perfection now has been altered because now you're just going to say if this is perfect then now i want perfect plus better which is like okay well that's the reality our understanding of infinity perfection is equivalent to affinity in the way that you can imagine that you can quantify something like infinity but then you say okay i have infinity what's infinity plus one so you obviously can't quantify infinity so you can't quantify perfection either so get your ideas out as they come to you and if it's going to be a shitty idea then that's fine and if it's going to be five shitty ideas that's fine but on the sixth or on the tenth or on the eleventh or on the twelfth or on the fiftieth or you know 60 years of age you know i the hopelessness just doesn't help with artistic expression and i think the hopeless artist is you know the, the person who who gets creative in their suffering you know, you can either be creative in your suffering or creative in your in your progress. You know, that's the two ways, you know, that's the that's the imagination for you. You know, you can creatively destroy yourself or creatively build yourself up.
But what you were talking about there, you know, just to kind of get uh, kind of move on a little bit, just, you know, so you have that opportunity as at a young age. And then I think what, what there is to say there, number one, is that there is a very important role in young in education in general and artistic expression, having some uh, having. I mean, we we understand this with liberal arts, you know, philosophy classes are, are existing and then you have drama classes, you have things like that. But we need to lean into these ideas a little bit more and, and not not uh, separate so much art and and science because, you know, it's almost the same thing. If you, you know, in some sense, it's like, well, we're trying to express the same ideas. One person's doing it objectively and one person's doing it subjectively, but it's with the combination of these two ideas that you get the full reality. But then that's what, that's what I think is, is the appeal of like something like nerdcore. Like, well, cause you, you know, it is a genre and you know, like when you say nerdcore, like I was telling you earlier, you know, I know for a lot of people who's like, you know, uh, internet heads and they've been like on the internet for a while, like those rap battles of history, you know, like you would have like MLK versus like, like the craziest rap battles. And it's like, you know, that's, that's cool. That's niche. And it's like, people like to see that. And it's like, because it's clever and that's people like, Oh, and okay. Okay. That brings me back to my point. I remember what I was going to ask now. So, so, you know, so you have that influence, that young influence, you know, but it's also the humility because in order for you to be artistic, you have to not be so egotistical, right? Because, because if you would have been somebody who, cause you know, it's like somebody who believes in faith would say it happened exactly how it's supposed to happen, which is what things seem to be when you look back at them. It happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. The opportunity was there, but you could have easily avoided the opportunity or you could have easily rejected it. It was the combination of the opportunity presenting itself with you having a desire to express yourself and then finding a solution to that desire in this in this circumstance you know which is that that's the importance i think of of like in the future when we talk about education and moving forward there is going to be a big discussion and in incorporating those programs where again like you need to give kids and adults even and college students because not not everybody's going to get the opportunity young so it needs to be at every stage because somebody might be coming into like you know if you come from a lower working class community for example there's not a lot of encouragement into the artistic endeavors so some you know like like you mentioned you know maybe if you get lucky you get an opportunity you get a nice teacher a nice art teacher a nice drama teacher and then maybe that'll help inspire you but the reality of the situation is a lot of people don't from rough neighborhoods they don't have those opportunities don't get to even be artistic until they're 18 19 20 and at that point it's like once you become artistic you become introspective and then that might become a whole therapy existential crisis thing where it's like when first we've got to and then you know like you mentioned where it's like now you have this dilemma kind of where it's like you've got to understand now why things happened at all but you know what i want to point two things out here and i want to ask you here it's like what I noticed is this pattern of like you say you have this competitive nature in your creativity where it's like you're competing and and to me competitive competition isn't a bad word. I know to some people it's a bad word, you know, they they don't like when people I don't know what the fuck that's about, but I think competition is good. Competition makes people better. So and what it seems is that that's what you're doing is you're you're trying to figure out how can I express this idea as complexly but as simply and as clever as possible which is what rappers are doing at any given time is like how can i make this idea but expressed in a way that it's 
melodic, clever, and it also carries a cadence of, of a tone, you know, and it's like, that's, that's the art of it, of, of music, you know, and that's what I want to know. Do you always feel like you're in a competition with yourself? Do you feel like you're constantly building on your style? Again, so much there that I could speak to. Hopefully mm. I can speak to it all eventually because you are raising some really, really great points. Um, okay. So I guess to that question, um, I feel that competition is a key element of hip-hop. And I'm going to see if I can... Hmm. There's a lot floating around right now, and I'm trying to like connect yeah. things in a way that makes sense. So part of me wants to say earlier about that Picasso quote of art being about telling the truth. With the lie, I feel yeah. hip-hop falls in that same category of being about truth-telling first and foremost. So something I feel worth saying on my end is that as educational and informative and explanatory and academic as the project could get and the way we could talk about it could be very much in that direction, before anything, it's an exploration into myself and an expression of what I feel is truly beautiful by my aesthetic standards, which are not like Renaissance paintings kinds of beauty, but mm. it is that kind of, this resonates with me in some sort of aesthetic way. And so staying true to myself is very key to the project and that is another thing that translates over to my real life that's a inner exchange that has been happening for years and has just built on itself that means the same thing for hip-hop and for me that means competition as well if i were just and this is my little hang-up one of a few i guess i had with nerdcore right so i call my stuff new nerdcore mm. and i draw a few distinctions between old nerdcore and new nerdcore which i feel like is my stuff that only i am doing it has the same principles of nerdiness of rapping about history like you say and like pop culture nerdy stuff like that what i felt was lacking or i guess what was present in old nerdcore which is the kind of music that i found that got me into making music in the first place it was all very vanilla it was all very kumbaya around the campfire of the nerds just kind of making rap songs together because yay we can all be friends type thing which is nice you know if you're ostracized and you find a oneness you can reach through this kind of music where there is no competition there is no sports there are no bullies right it's like we're just gonna make some nerdy hip-hop together yay it's like as someone who found nerdcore hip-hop and battle rap around the same time like those were equally informative to my writing style and battle rap more now honestly lately when i write stuff like the stuff that i've been writing recently the big freestyles in this past year 
what I do to amp myself up before writing is watch battle rap comp- compilations, which is the most competitive it can get in hip hop, as far as I can mm. see. It's one person, one person going at it. It's like y'all just got words, and it gets brutal sometimes. And I want to have that same energy. I am not one to shy away from a challenge like that. Mm-hmm. And to take that same intensity and apply it within, I feel has gotten to gotten me to where I've gotten with the project as lengthy as it has gone, by the way, to the creativity bit about just trying new things. I mean, it's not like the project I'm sitting on is 133 songs of the best things you'll ever hear in your entire life. Like, I remember... The first 30 were very measured, very intentional. I tried to make them the best I could. I spent a lot of time on them. And after those first 30, and I moved back home, I was like, things changed, and I wanted to keep that same degree of attention to detail. And that's very high standard I would hold myself to. But my life changed, and the project changed. I was like... There are songs on the project where I'm like, I don't think I like this. I, I kind of like rage quitted some songs before because I was like, I don't like where this is going. I'm just going to finish it and put it out. And I feel like it still serves the project in that it is a song still in that style. And the thing I'm ultimately going for at a technical level is music that is unprecedented in this style that I feel is unprecedented thanks to my historical and cultural understandings. So basically a bad ultra song is still an ultra song and an ultra song is a new unprecedented song. So as long as I get the song out, it's still like, I still feel good even if it's a bad song Mm. because it's saying it's like a bad, good song. Just the fact that I got it out is the good thing. And yeah, the project is not meant to be perfect, too. So, right, I think it's hard to say exactly like, like the, like it's, it's hard to say what's good and bad. Like, it, good could mean the best. I mean, if good means the best that you could do, then every song is good because it's the best that you could do at the moment. That's one way to look at it. If you wanna be hopeful in your process, for sure. And that's, I think, what you're saying is, like, you know, you want to you wanna create. But, you know, it's, like, good. I mean, if you... The, the issue is that a lot of people get into music and because it's become so trendy and such a, like, opportunity to... Like, there's an elephant in the room where it's, like, yeah, obviously people are making a lot of money rapping or at least a few people that are at to- the top. So there's obviously some preconceived ideas that some people are doing it completely for the money. So it's, like, well... If your intention with music is to make money, then every song that is not lucrative is a failure by definition of your standards. So, so yes, if your intention, it depends what your intention with the music is, you know, and that's, you know, uh, an artist is an artist regardless of, of how much the song sells, you know, so I think maybe people may think that they want to be an artist as a career but maybe they just have artistic endeavors but they should be pursuing other careers because you know it's like 
if it's going to be your career, then you need to love it to that degree that it's going to matter. That regardless of how much you make, it's going to be a win. You know, it's going to be a good song. Because, you know, like, like you say, you know, and then you give your ideas and the way you perceive your idea to the way you, your intention with the song and the way the song is received is two completely different things. Like, um, I've heard stories of rappers like I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I definitely heard it before where they'll say something like, um, you know, that was a throwaway song and it ended up being the biggest hit on the album. And it's like, well, why? Because, because how you just because something is meant to be successful as much as you can manipulate the market to for it to be successful which is what happens in the record industry today honestly is that the record industry the music industry is such a corporately manipulated place that music quality and the value of music are misaligned so you get a lot of low quality music that is very high in monetary value because of its commercial value rather than its artistic it's a, it's efficiency and artistic expression so music loses its place as art and becomes more of a product to be consumed rather than a piece of art to be appreciated and to be understood and then the justification is well who cares if it's a shitty song or if you think it's a shitty song it sold billions of records that's the justification that makes it a good song in the eyes of, and it and that does make it a good song if that's your standard of of song it's well how many records can i sell well then if it sells a billion it doesn't matter how the song sounds it's a good song because it's did what it was supposed to do in your life for your purpose and i think when you uh well as an artist as a genuine artist who really has a passion for art and who wants to be the artist of the generation there's a tendency to either become hopeless or be a gatekeeper of music of saying oh well you know to become uh how can i say it like spiteful about that you know about what i just said you know you could say oh well see that's that's proof that oh fuck music and fuck the industry and all this shit and it's like I mean that's a hopeless attitude to have that's the issue it's like if you want good music to exist and create good music it's as simple as that or create what you know to be good music if it's lacking in the market then put it in the market and and find the audience for it that's what that's what the people who are good at music today are good at doing number one producing a very generic record that follows the patterns of generically successful records and number two, finding the generic audience that doesn't really listen to music to think about it too much. They just put the music on while they're working out or are on their way to, to the you know to the club or something like that. And that music has its purpose as well. You know, it has its purpose. You know, it creates an environment. Uh, but you know, that's it's less of an indication of of the art and more of an indication of the market. And I think that's what people need to be more hopeful about. Is like well if you feel like music right now in its current state sucks then number one start supporting artists that you don't think suck so that they can move up and become the top artists by you making that choice to support them number two make sure they're getting expo the exposure that you think they deserve it's like well if you're getting mad that people are getting exposure it's because they have millions of dollars behind them it's like the only way you can counter that is by getting millions of people to have the same energy. If you don't have the millions of dollars to spend yourself, then 
well the only what we do have as humans is is a choice you know it's like you could choose what to support so yeah but i don't want to i'm already rambling too much but yeah i think that's um <laughs> that's a little bit about how i feel about the music industry but how do you feel about the current state of the music industry like when you listen what what are some of the the songs that you listen to today let's start with that um well to all that though i mean and to kind of carry over the competition bit to see if i can synthesize this whole riff mm -hmm. which i very much appreciate i mean in terms of the industry yes exactly yes and everything you said agreed there's a potential perhaps to in the face of an inefficient suboptimal system like the music industry now you could just disengage completely and be like well all music is good who cares right because the only way you can care is in terms of like money and all that my vision at least for myself i'm not saying switch the whole industry around i'm saying mm. for my art particularly new game new rules new standards new winning new losing and that's key as well because i do not like i was saying I, i'm not one to make music that's like meant to comfort anybody i mean if you hear this stuff it's pretty challenging it's very provoking and the kinds of thoughts that are provoked, you know, it's very provocative in a number of different ways. And the standard that I set myself to, so if we're talking competition, that competitive energy, it's like, what are we competing for? Like a championship or what? It's like, mm -hmm. what is the win state? Is it make money? Because if it is, I'm gone, right? I do not have like a following like that. I do not make art that lends itself to that new win state it's the unprecedented thing and for me that makes that shifts the game entirely to not have it be me against another artist of comparable size mm -hmm. to me follower wise it makes it me against everybody which really adds to the whole setting myself apart thing which could get unhealthy if i let spite and jadedness get to me and be like oh every the odds are entirely stacked against me right then i could easily become that hopeless person what gives me hope and i think you said this earlier too is that i guess just on my end like i'm 133 songs in and i'm like just scratching the surface of this like i already have ideas like into the future of being like it's not like i'm gonna run out of ideas for this and that was the motivation for early on too it's like I am I good? Sorry, like I, my connection seemed kind of. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay, I said something on my end. Um. So. I think the concept is interesting because it's like it's. I mean, it's you know usually people live their life and then tell the story, but you're telling the story as it's happening. Which yes. creates something, it creates an interesting dynamic because it's an interactive one in some sense. It's like you're being completely transparent with what's going on in your mind. And and that's that's interesting, you know, I mean, it's, it's like 
it's like if oh what I could compare it to is like I remember when Game of Thrones was popular and everybody was waiting for that to, for that episode you know the next week and that's what it is it's like there's there's always gonna be a next episode and I think I think that is an interesting format within itself that may pick up I don't know but I can see that I see what you're saying in terms of it being a new a medium a new way to do music you know it's like Kanye was kind of talking about that you know the evolving album a little bit but he didn't really get too much into it but he did do like the post-production drop the album and then change it later but that's more of like a v2 of, of the same idea versus it being an evolving project which is like it's equally as good it's just a whole different idea but it is interesting that's what i'm saying like i think so what i want to know like what was it like just like what, what's the thought behind that like is it that that you just want the story to be told as it's happening or do you feel like you need to express the moment as it's going on or like what is it i've addressed this elsewhere the it started just as a quick little decision and an evolved as time went on because i didn't have this big vision for it when i first started the project aside from this vague like i'm gonna keep at it type thing i don't it would turn into um likewise when i was thinking of the release structure i actually was thinking in terms of visual media and the difference between a movie and a tv show that exact thing you're talking about of here's two hours of a movie all at once, you can sit and watch it in one sitting. Here's a TV series that releases one episode weekly. And if it's a show you really like, then you're on the edge of your seat every time. If you discover it five years later, six or so years later, and there are 133 episodes, it's like, oh my God, yay. So it was like a win-win to me of like, there are people who have followed the project since like 2017 2018 ish and i've been able to connect with them and it's a very special experience to have with a listener like that which also might not be possible if you have a big audience right like if you have hundreds of thousand people following you you might not be able to have conversations like this with people who have been listening to your stuff for mm -hmm. years and years and become kinds of, and gain a sense of friendship, at least, you know, I've done that with a few people who are kind of like a part of the project now in some sense in that we've collaborated musically, but yeah. So in terms of the release structure, yeah, I just started out as like, wouldn't this be a bit of a clever way to release music? And as time has gone on, it has been this constant feedback thing. And I will say too, that in terms of education, to bring it back to what you were saying kind of earlier, without that, professorial tutor kind of figure, basically, okay, my aim, one aim of many, is to inspire a similar degree of autodidactism that I have, which is to say self-teaching, the ultra is the result of me just having an insatiable voracious curiosity and having the internet in my pocket it's like you can just look up anything you want and it's like i feel like i'm not rare in that it just takes that really curiosity being at the heart of it all 
and like a hope based in curiosity because if you stay curious it's not like you're gonna run out of things to learn about right it's like things are getting made every day it's like you learn about one thing today and a million other things get made in the same day you'll never run out of things and so to hope right bringing back to the novel bit that's the same Mm. sentiment of that gives me hope like if we're going for everything's gonna be perfect forever and ever that's not gonna work and you're setting yourself up for failure tomorrow will lack precedent tomorrow will have opportunities for me to learn something i've never learned before that's like good like that like i don't know like i have like and i source this back to the project of like if we're talking about hope for the future what ultra could be what life could be what my life could be what humanity could be it's like i feel it's all sourced back to curiosity and being able to act on it and create a tangible capsule for that curiosity to have because there's the conversation of something that happens in my life and i make a song about it right after mm-hmm. and then there's me talking about what i did in 2017 now it's like that's just as present as now so the time scale just widens and widens and I feel like there's a real sense of connectivity and contiguity throughout my life that is not unique to me. And the thing about having that kind of curiosity is the more you learn, the more forward you feel you're going in terms of learning new things about the universe and all, it's like you end up circling along the way back to where it all started. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel if you don't have someone to teach you that, it's much easier right it is way more effortful to make the kind of music that i make oh my god it's like it is arduous but like it is a real labor of love emphasis on labor though um so but i feel the world we live in now kind of demands that kind of effort which speaks to the media i've been consuming lately and the responsibility i feel to make this project as a as an alternative to the music industry as well as the industrial cultural traditions that have existed for hundreds and thousands of years honestly so i'm at a point now where things are getting very very broad with how i approach things at a more micro level it is about inspiring that curiosity, igniting that curiosity and inspiring self-teaching. And I guess just to tie this in a little bow back to competition, there's, if that's the win state, to get to that, it's like, I'm cut from a cloth where like you fight tooth and nail to get that. That's the goal though. Because people like work super, super hard to get that win of most followers, most plays type thing. It's like that same kind of energy for me, but something nobody's ever done before. Mm. And as many things as nobody, uh, as many things as possible that nobody's ever done before, because that's the release structure. That's each individual song. That's how they interact. The writing style, the beats, 
interviews like this where I try to explain it in a broader sense that I hope is unprecedented as well, how I act on it in real life at my university. So there's a real ferocity, a real, like, like, yeah, there's really a passion. There's in... passion. That's what you're describing. Passion. You know, the yes. fire. The fire of passion, which is, you know, um, yeah, man. I think you, you covered, and and we're kind of getting towards the end here. You know, uh, but before we get into that, I want to, you know, I think you did touch on some important things, and and the role that you play in society as a teacher is important, and I think that plays a role in your understanding because you you have an experience of influence or your position of influence and you recognize how people who are students or people in the classroom setting especially submit themselves to those that are influential in a trusting manner and in and anybody in that position can either choose to manipulate that in a bad way or do the right thing and teach which is what your job is to do is teach and with a passion which is what you have and so again you know it's like that's where I think the position of, of you know, what, what I hear is like a very teacher mentality, even in the music is like, I want to dictate my curriculum of music, which is like, that's what you're doing. It's like, you want to have your curriculum of music and, and that, that it's all, it is going to be unique to you because it's only, you can be you to that degree. It'll be unique. Uh, and I think uh, it's important to differentiate that sentiment of, yes, we are all unique to our own individual experience and the way that we can express to what we know in our own mind even if we repeat the words our understanding is separated by the individual experience that's the buddhist idea of the evolving self but but to, to kind of touch on what i think is the main thing that you said there is you know the ideas transcend everything the principles the universal principles transcend everything that's what's present in everything so like I mentioned, like the, the role that you say of like, oh, you know, you want to have this complex future project. It's like it's already complex as it is, whether it's being recognized or not. You know, it's like but I think what you're describing is like. The hope is that society gets to the point where that's a value, you know, it's like we want people to value that as a society is really the underlying motive behind it. It's like because the person who has those feelings of bliss of by finding purpose outside of themselves that's such a good feeling that you want to share it however it's hard to share it without and you got to be very aware of this and what the issue that you're describing i think is a lack of issue awareness is you can't take for granted your experience you've got to appreciate it but you've also got to be careful not to become evangelical with your beliefs and with your ideas because because you can only communicate as much as somebody is willing to understand. You can talk sense to somebody, but they like they say, you talk sense to a fool and he calls you a fool. So, so you know, you're not going to go far in life trying to talk sense to fools. But you're not going to go far in life judging fools either. Life is that. At one point, we're fools. And some of us live and die fools. And some of us get to find wisdom in life. But even the wisest men know not to judge fools because they too are fools the moment that they begin to judge a fool. So it's this paradox of life and that's what art is. Art is the fascination with those paradoxes of like, how is it possible 
that you can have a sad emotion but create a beautiful song from a sad emotion. Those seem to be paradoxical realities. That the emotion is sad, but the artistic expression of the emotion can be a beautiful symphony. Well, why is that so? Because the, the experience of the sadness is the beauty behind the art. It's the feeling of the appreciation of the ability to feel at all. It's like there's some wonder. It's like they say you can't feel joy without pain. You can't feel fulfillment without lacking. That's just that's the that's the what people call. It's it's there's, there's a different term in every culture, but what the Buddhists refer to as, you know, the suffering. You know, the the the, the so that is the human condition is that there is some element of. We can only know so much, and that's where that's when the mind. The logical mind has to shut down and the artistic brain has to take over where it's like well i can understand the idea to this degree and i can express it with this type of medium and it's like well some people that's writing some people that's music some people are express themselves creatively through business even as crazy as that sounds that's the truth it's like some people's artistic expression is through how well they can run a business because creativity doesn't come in one form you know it's like you know everything that is expressed is is trying to be expressed creatively creatively excuse me because it's like well you can't express it as it is you can only express it as you interpret it so you can try to interpret it as best as possible but it is what it is and your interpretation is your interpretation and and how you choose to identify others interpretations will reveal to you yourself because what you read like you mentioned you know when you resonate with an artist there's a fundamental meaning behind that it's like not only do you feel what they're saying, but the way they said it got through to you. And there's an importance in making sure that the message gets through to people and, and adjusting your delivery to make sure that it does get through to people, if that is your goal. But yeah, um, so can you just let the people know a little bit about, before we jump into the seven questions, like where they can find you on SoundCloud, you know, what, what you go by. Uh, again, you mentioned the Ultra Project a few times, but just give them, you know, one more last rundown about what that's about, what your plans with that is, and, and you know, again, how they can find you. Okay, very quickly, because I really want to respond to everything. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Um, Money in, on Instagram, <laughs> M-A-T-A-M-O-N-E-Y. That's my Instagram. If you go in yeah. the bio, that's the project. And we'll have you it's back on for sure. It's just that I'm trying to like keep it brief, but yeah, we're trying to do like hour episodes. But will you always you'll, you'll be back for sure. We'll, we'll have you back on, no doubt. Yeah. Bet that is a bet. Um, just to that point though, I really really like that. What this conversation ended up being about was more the teacherly kind of angle, and just to say what I want to teach because it is less about dictating a curriculum. That's what I feel is the case with, if we want to talk systemic kinds of perpetuation. Yeah, yeah, I get what thing, you're saying, yeah. It's like, yeah, like the, the, the asymmetry of I know a thing, you listen to me. It's like, to be as interdisciplinary as I am, which you mentioned before as well, like the, the steam, the stem, and the art, and the everything all together, the only I was able to bring those things together and speak on them at all before speaking it was listening it's me watching all kinds of lectures about different subjects and paying attention in my classes and paying attention to people that i know like 
everybody I, I meet, you know, everybody has something to, um, <clears throat> to, to teach me. And that's the thing with curiosity. It's like, how do you act on curiosity? You open yourself up and take in all this information. The funny thing with conversations is like, like this is that rarely do I have them because when I interact with people in real life, I try my best to not bring up the music first off because that's my thing of like, I could just, you know, I'll, that's my thing. You know, I, I don't want to draw as much attention to myself. It's like, it's a bit of a to do every time I mention that I make music because, oh, you make music. You don't look like you make music. You rap. So I'm like, I low key try and keep it secret. Mm -hmm. Like for as long as I can, because well, and in the meantime, it's like, I ask questions. It's like, I literally just interview people. I can't help it at this point because that's what happens when you're so passionately curious about someone you just ask them questions and you listen and you listen and you listen and you hear what they say and you're like wait what about this and i don't want to i feel like it may come off based on the project and definitely in the music because in the music i take that angle of like i know a lot listen to me but in real life what i hope to teach and like what i hope to express as like the person right now like i'm not the rapper or anything on record it's like here i am the person I do want anything to translate for anybody it's that listening kind of mentality because having that like being a student all the time like I, I all I can hope to do is teach people how to be a good student which is to say don't teach it's like keep being a student for as long as I can and to just learn and learn and listen and listen and that I feel is like the counterintuitive like that's what's going to end up like that, that's the self-teaching I'm talking about, where you are the teacher, you are the student, and mm. there's no need for that system because it's like fragmented into just your own individual curriculum. Mm. So I try to highlight as much as I can this curriculum that I've developed, and it's very generous to call it a curriculum. By the way, thank you for comparing me to Socrates. Just, I just wanted to bring that back very briefly. Um, the end game would be to have somebody develop their own with the same fidelity and complexity as they have. Because it's not like you don't have that. You live a whole life. There's a lot going on in it. I feel like I've connected a lot of things together, and it served me very well. So if that's what I can teach for them, it's like as much as I can do and not more. It's like I can play my little role. I can teach you how to do connect things but then it's on you to connect and then mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i Mad think money on instagram yeah <laughs> matter money for sure and we'll have all the stuff linked and everything and i think uh i think you brought up something important there which is well, the dilemma of teachers as well as like well there's well, teaching the institution of teaching is a very complex system because there's a lot of different factors to in play uh the upbringing of the children obviously one of the biggest factors in relation to how they're, they'll act in an environment like a classroom another big factor which is really stressing the importance of therapists in school at every level because therapy is important yes. people need somebody to talk to uh even if they don't know that they need somebody to talk to or even if they feel like they're okay by themselves which it's okay to be by yourself but it's okay to talk to people as well 
So, yeah, that cancels out. <laughs> so just, you know, if you like being alone, then you'll <laughs> like talking to people too. It's just you're making something up in your mind to tell yourself that you need to be alone. But the reality is if you're comfortable alone, then, then you can be comfortable talking to people. It's just, it's like a lot of things in life where we create barriers that don't really exist. But, but it makes us stronger when we can overcome our own barriers even because, as you mentioned, you know, this... You know, uh, Zeno has this quote, Zeno, the wise, the Greek philosopher. You know, it's like wisdom comes through three methods. Um, the easiest is imitation. The noblest is through self-reflection. And the most bitter is through experience. So those are the three ways people generally gain wisdom. Is either going through some experience that forces them to adapt and learn and become something new some self-reflection some self-realization that allows them to elevate out of their current understanding or they just see somebody who seems wiser and they admire it and they know they want to be that so they just imitate it to the point that it becomes their reality because they've imitated it to the point that they found how the system relates to them so again three ways to find wisdom and the school seems to be leaning into the the experience of just I can just teach you this math and throw it in your face and then you're supposed to learn it because you have a brain. Um, which is like, I mean, it's, it, this is a complex thing, which is why it's not a simple solution either. It's not, it's not a simple solution and it's not a simple problem. So it's going to require a lot of thought, but it feels good for me personally, like, cause I'm a person who cares a lot about education and people and things like that. So it feels good to know that there's teachers like yourself and, and people like yourself that exist within the society that are actually passionate about these things because uh, as much as I feel like there is a lot of corruption, as you mentioned, I feel like there is a lot of good people as well. And we need to recognize the good people and give them as much credit as we're trying to condemn the bad people. Because the people that are doing the right thing are doing it even in a corrupt and evil system. So there's even more props to be given that they're being true to themselves and and being demonized, even though they're choosing to do the right thing. It's like a popularity contest. You know, it's like everybody's corrupt and the good person becomes the bad guy because hey we're all cheating the system why aren't you cheating the system with us you know and then it becomes this crazy fucking reality where it's like now the good guy's the bad guy and and the evil rules and then it's like yeah that's why we need good people because people need to speak up against shit like that because the ultimate result of that is that the kids are the ones that suffer because they're the ones not getting the education and all these people are just making money off of whatever but that's a whole nother discussion but yeah uh but yeah last seven questions um the first question is, uh, what motivates you to get out of bed every day? Watch me be able to answer all of these questions with ultra. <laughs> Could literally like make more art, learn more things, do more new stuff, make history. Make history. Um, do you have any long-term or short-term goals that you feel comfortable sharing with us? I mean, I said at the top, getting hired at the university mm -hmm. at San Diego State full-time, which keeps me in that educational environment. By the way, like, I really appreciate that. Again, I said this already, but I really appreciate that this is what we're talking about. I was expecting to talk lyrics. I mean, given the doom poster that I've noticed behind you, like this, like yeah. in every episode, I was like, okay, we're going to talk music. Yeah. But like for you to recognize that kind of mentality in me, like I really, really appreciate that because that's really there and I don't really get to talk about it very often. So the university is actually both a short and long-term goal. 
in that I hope to get hired in some capacity soon, like this summer. And my vision has been like, I'm the type to commit, you know, I've committed six years to this project and I'm going to commit the rest of my life to it. I want to see if I can't stick around at this university for 10, 15, 20 years. I hear people say that at the university, I've been here for 25 years. I'm like, it's got a nice ring to it. So that is the long-term vision. And I feel those will just stay the long-term visions as far as I can see right now. Just stay there, stay at the music. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the first time in your life that you ever felt the feeling of accomplishment? Ooh. Like that first, like, I did it feeling, you know? Probably that first rap. Not gonna lie, like, I feel the most present, if we're talking childhood memory, it's like, it doesn't go that far back. I would have to dig, because the one that is most present in my mind, naturally, given the music making I'm doing all the time, is that one. And there were a lot of feelings rushing around during that time, and I guess you could put accomplishment in one of them at a started my rap career thing, and also just it's also just the story of a shy kid opening up because I was super shy through elementary and middle and then just things completely switched. And it started with that one accomplishment of, I guess I can do this. So I kept yeah. doing it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that mentality comes from humble people confusing or humble. I mean, I don't know what you can call humble, but people who come from, when your when your perspective is limited, sometimes you feel like confidence and arrogance are the same thing, but mm -hmm. yeah. but it's not really. It's really not. And confidence is necessary for life in some sense because you need to be confident enough to get out of bed every day. That there's an accomplishment in that, whether you take in that's something that people take for granted every day. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the last two questions, I skipped a few because you already answered some of them in the interview, but. The last two questions, number one being, what do you love? Hoo-wee. This could open up a whole other <laughs> conversation. I've been thinking a lot about love lately, you know. Oh, what do I love? Um, ooh. My gut is just begging me to say everything right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I just did not think in those terms until very, very recently, and I feel like one of the biggest of a few big things he said mysteriously <laughs> was my time at university there are other things uh the one i will say here is my time at university and just this past year was the most formative year i've had in my entire life of like a my whole life was leading up to this past year and it was so much just meeting new people working together with people just getting to be a part of a community too. I mean, I love every person that I met and worked with. I also love the university. It took me just 25 years to be able to realize that I could love a community. And that's why I want to like stick around, you know, belonging to just never think in those terms until very, very recently of like, oh my God, here's a thing that I didn't even know that I was missing this kind mm -hmm. of love. Because I only ever framed it in one sense, but one 
concurrent narrative throughout the music making and the university work process is this unraveling of my heart and allowing myself to be vulnerable and say that I love things. Cause I just did not do that before. Definitely not when I started the project, whereas very heady and analytical, I just did not think of those terms at all. So if you asked me this like two years ago, I mm. just would I might not have an answer at all. And, but you're asking it now and it's absolutely everything. Good answer. Uh, and the last question is, Gabriel, Gabriel, what are you afraid of? You know, <laughs> this could be a whole bit as well. Um, I was taking an online survey a few years ago. Here's like a prepped story that I have to this actual answer because I, I was faced with that question in an online survey that I took with this online community that I've been in since like middle school, like the Vlog Brothers, um, Hank and John Green. They put out this survey every year, just get a sense of who's in their audience. And it's things like, what's your race? What's your gender? Where do you live country wise? And then there's just fun questions of like, what's your favorite? like Star Wars character or whatever. And so I'm taking the survey just nonchalant. And all of a sudden it's like, what's in three words or less, what is your biggest fear? And I just never sat down and thought about it, but I was like, okay, let me actually like, see if I can't take this seriously. Let me not think about it too hard and see what I write. And the three words that I came up with were not being trustworthy. Just that's what I thought in the moment. I was like, shoot, like in so many senses, all I've gotten is my word. Everything that I've said here now, I mean, like, I don't know, like you can never really get a sense of somebody's true intentions. I mean, I'm trying my absolute utter best to just tell the truth. Like I said earlier, like in the music, in real life, it's like, that's such an important value to me, honesty, transparency. And that gets totally complexified as soon as you bring somebody else in and they have the potential to gauge your trustworthiness. It's like, I can try my best, but like, I'm human. I make mistakes. Like, I think I'm going to do one thing and then I do another and like, You know, that's something I fear less with myself and more with other people. Because, like, you know, being also, like, recognized as, like, one of the good, like, people out there. Like, I hope I can be that because there are so many people who are not. And, like, the idea that I could just be another person who's not like that is just someone you can't trust. Like, oh, well. Like, so much of this, like coordination and community building like if we want to move things forward at a cultural like humanity species level it's going to take a lot of trust in people you have no idea like trusted people you've never met trusted people you never will meet if we're talking people like generations into the future they're in the conversation too there's so much uncertainty to that which i feel is core to the concept of trust 
I remember hearing a podcast where somebody defined trust as uh, my words, not their their words. A healthy relationship with uncertainty, where there's always the chance that you could have your trust broken. Like that's just a part of trust. Like if you just had 100% certainty that somebody would follow through, it's not really trust, you know? So baked into it is this uncertainty and that question always being there, no matter what, it, I don't speak in terms of fear very much. There's little I actually kind of fear. But if we want to put that word on it, trust is the word I follow immediately after with it. Yeah, I think pretty interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, trust is an interesting topic for sure. I think uh, I think what what happens is again, is it all comes back to a lack of awareness issue. Where it's like people, like see, like that. What happens is pe- people are not aware that they're already trusting people in the decisions they make mm. unconsciously. Like you wake up every day, you trust your family not to go batshit crazy on you and stab you one morning. I mean, if you're paranoid, you could just you could run away with the imagination if you're paranoid, and that's what people do without realizing that they're paranoid. Is that you know you're you're imagining the worst possible scenario and using that as justification for some action that you're going to take. But the reality is, your principles should be your principles, and you should operate by your principles regardless of any external force. Because again, like murphy's law right the chaos principle the chaos theory the theory that everything that can happen will and that chaos is inevitable and things do happen for no reason and unjustifiably and people die that shouldn't die and people lose that shouldn't lose and people a lot of the wisest people in the history of the world have never been heard and that's just the nature of the world but that should not discourage you because that can only come from the lust for fame it's only the lust for fame that creates any idea that you would be inadequate for not being known by so many people. If you affect one person positively, then you've done enough for one lifetime. And people take that for granted, I think. So I think it's important, again, to... Like, when it comes to trust, too, like, I, I feel what you're saying, and that's a very human thing. And in order to... I think my advice for anybody with that perspective to remedy something like that is to recognize that the, the idea of your trust being violated is connected to your egotistical perspective of what your trust is that your trust is something to be upheld as oh if you break my word then you're not a worthy person well what's your word if your word is good then it's good no matter what so it can't really be broken it's like a person lying is only violating themselves they're not really violating you unless you allow it to be a violation because the second that you realize somebody is lying to you then you have the option to cut them off and if you don't cut them off then you're not valuing yourself so again it's like through the choices you make you should dictate your principles not by not by manipulating the beliefs of others but by being effective in the way you express yourself and i think that's what you do very well with the rap it's like marrying the intellect with the artistic expression is really embodying and personifying everything that you stand for in terms of you value the artistic expression but you also value the role that you can play in the community of of maybe I'm not going to be the next star, but I could possibly be the catalyst for the next generation of whatever it's going to be. And that hopeful attitude is what ultimately does create the next generation of success is that 
somebody had hope at all in the next generation is what's going to create the next generation so i think it's important that we have people like that and it's cool and yeah um but yeah man we appreciate you again thanks gabe mata mata money right yeah mata money it, can you just give um, us the wait. meaning real quick behind the name <laughs> wait so <laughs> it's it was at cal state northridge like it's the it's so funny i could like actually talk about this with like somebody went maybe i don't know if you remember there was like a like a meal plan type thing where you can like get a card yeah the the cafeteria like, yeah use it i think it's like other places too like anywhere on campus uh -huh. or something or, or something like i don't know like i literally just saw it like in the dining hall one day and yeah just mad money master just became a nickname like from like it's mad oh money, it comes right? from the oh okay i didn't put it together it's literally yeah. from the school it's from northridge oh I like got it's you, their I got thing you. i literally just took the name from them um yeah <laughs> it's it, that's just another like silly little thing that's just yeah. stuck around this whole time um, that's interesting but yeah thank you so much man like this is really really like this is really something very special conversation you get it i appreciate that you get it as much as you get it because you get what i'm doing and it's very very refreshing and um validating to like hear somebody who like gets where i'm coming from honestly truly so thank you no doubt not thank you again thank you for coming on sharing your wisdom sharing your experience you're in a position that i think a lot of younger people or even older people right now want to be in some people have a passion for teaching and they don't know how to get there and i think the fact that you're that you were able to express you know how what you came from how it evolved into your passion eventually i think that's that's key in helping other people find the same path so you know again thank you for expressing that and shout out to anybody out there that may want to be an educator that, that also has an artistic uh you know they want they have the want the craving to be artistic well you know there's proof you know you can be a rapper you can be a teacher you can be everything at once don't don't think that you have to be one thing and don't think that you have to be necessarily the most successful in everything you do you it's okay to just be enjoying what the, what you're doing without making millions of dollars off of it like some of the most simple pleasures come from things that aren't necessarily the most lucrative but the most fulfilling to the soul i think so but yeah on that note guys as always uh once again thanks to uh mata money gabriel here for coming through and you guys check out his music everything will be in the description as always um but yeah guys same as always same thing take care be safe and peace